considered a recovery, not a rescue. Meteorologists say the last time low temperatures broke minus 30. Hear me? Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. The devil is in Castle Rock. Hey, Castle Rock stars, welcome back to what may be the very final season one episode of the Castle Rock Historical Society. I am here with Acadia Einstein. How are how are you feeling, Acadia? I'm super tired because I stayed up to watch it. At midnight, and then I got on Twitter and got all embroiled in people bitching. Oh, yeah, well, that part of that was probably me. I, I must say I am wounded. I have been hurt. I have been hurt, that is for certain. I (laughs) I knew I was going to get burned. I never wanted to leave work and make you leave work early as badly as I did today. Oh, I could have made a day out of this for sure. Just sitting at my computer and tweeting at people, even yeah, yeah, people yeah. I don't know about like, what they thought about things. Hannah Selector to get Hannah and at Acadia to get me. And you should look at my feed anyway, just so you can see the guy who the only reason he joined Twitter was to bitch about the finale. And then he never came back. He had zero followers. He followed no one. He joined this month. That was it. That's hilarious. It, and it's crazy. You know, probably for some viewers, a very valid reaction, considering. But I'm here to tell you that they're not all sad stories. No, no, and it may be okay. So while it's not great, I feel better than I did last night. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Things have settled down over here as well. This seems like as good a time as any to say that if you haven't watched episode 10 of Castle Rock, you should probably leave. I don't think you should be here. It's way spoilery, and uh, you probably won't recover. So go away. This is not for you. No. I don't know why you're here. Leave. (laughs) So, I guess we start with our normal title analysis, even though it's very uncomplicated. The last two haven't really required any deep thinking. Romans being a reference probably to Romans 623. The wages of sin is death. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that's true. That is, yeah, I... that's, that, that's what the, that's what they want you to think. Mm-hmm. So, do you have anything deeper then, or? I don't want to, let's just put it this way. I feel like there might be more to it, but I'm saving, you know, when they go, oh, please save your questions until the end of the presentation. That's me. I'm, All right, I'm, well... I'm gonna, I'm swallowing it. You're getting on my nerves with all this hidden insight here. But whatever. Let's just get right into it. This episode opens with some flashbacks of stuff that I don't think I remember, but that probably happened. You know, (laughs) just lines that I didn't remember being the exact lines, but they were sure to put a heavy emphasis on Henry's closing arguments in the first episode talking about reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. And how one ought not to make any decisions, especially about people's lives, when there is reasonable doubt. You so, don't know me. Right, exactly. And there's probably always going to be reasonable doubt, especially about what happened in this episode. So, we open on... Well, that Lacey. isn't all he said, though. Oh, do please fill because in. Because he also said, when, and I forget how he worded it, but he said, when you're deciding whether or not to take a person's life and make no mistake, that is you what are you taking are a life. Yes. 
that to me da, da, da. that to me that beginning it made a through line mm-hmm. to this and part of my my problem i guess with the show overall is that i don't mind saying this piece because it's not a spoiler or anything like that i think that they went on too many sidetracks and didn't come back to where we needed to be strong agree very strong agree all right, so Lacey's bringing the kid food. And I do apologize, Castle Rockstars. These notes might be slightly less uh, robust than they normally are because I think I started getting a little weepy. And it's <laughs> like very, burn it all. Nothing matters. These people are messing with me and I don't want to take good notes anymore, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the gist. My thoughts at the end are are the profound part. Okay, Lacey serving the kids some food, praying over it, doing the... I am a saintly prison keeper sort of routine and talking about how his parking spot had been painted over and turned into a handicapped spot. And he does an Alanis Morissette, isn't it ironic sort of moment, I assume because he feels handicapped by the circumstances that he is in. Also while he's smoking cigarettes. Yes, yes. Both wardens smoked cigarettes that we got exposed to this season. So that Mm -hmm. was, smoking is bad. Yeah, but so is being a warden. Yeah. You down. (laughs) It's very stressful. I imagine taking up smoking was just inevitable. He talks about how he never had kids and he retired late because of the kid, which I thought was interesting. But it makes sense if you're trying to keep a secret prisoner alive that you probably don't have a lot of spare time to go to kindergarten graduations or anything like that. I mean... Do you think that he it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or do you just think it was like once a day? Because three times you know, a day would kind of be a pain in the ass. Except if he was at work already at the prison, but like on weekends, I'm betting there's definitely no breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, I can't and it's that. not it's not like he could delegate either. He couldn't tell like one of the COs, "Hey, can you go feed my basement friend?" Okay, thanks. True, but he could also just tell his wife, "Hey, I'll be out in the yard," and then just go. <laughs> Turn on a lawnmower and (laughs) just be, like, out there. By the way, I'm suppressing my... Forget about anything else in the show. My lack of Mrs. Lacey is just unadulterated rage. And the fact that I haven't burnt down a building, Castle Rock style, is testimony to how reserved I am. Because you are you are a pillar of strength for us all. It's terrible. I can't believe they brought Francis Conroy in for what amounted to like a five minute appearance in one episode. It's ridiculous. I mean, it was more than that, but still, what a waste of a Um, horror icon, in my opinion. Maybe she'll be back in season two. Mm. So Lacey takes out his gun and thinks about maybe shooting the kid. The kid seems rather unaffected by all of this. Just kind of like leans into it. Yeah, he almost is like, please, please do it. Whether that is because he knows he can't die or because he's tired of it all, we'll never know. I think it's the former. Yeah, well. Because that's why he doesn't, he ends up not doing it. I don't know, like. Well, you'd like to think that, wouldn't you? You'd like to think that it wasn't just bad storytelling. Like, why didn't someone just shoot this guy? I don't know. After building the cage, he never received any further instructions from the voice. So he's very frustrated. He's devoted his entire life to this cause to no payoff in his mind because a maybe he hasn't been rewarded for what he did and b because there's been no further communication from whatever being or force or imaginary thing or mental illness told him to build a cage so bummer and it was right in the beginning of 
this where I was like, oh gosh, they're specifically addressing the thing that Hannah and I had said was one of the linchpins of the entire series, figuring out exactly what that voice was. And mm-hmm. as it turned out, not so much. Didn't no, happen. not even at all. Nope. Which is like the biggest Chekhov's gun of the series, I think. But I, I can't believe that they didn't address that. Put it in the in bucket. Some way. Yeah. Put yeah. it in the, the oh, the, we were talking about it before the show started. The Acadia bucket is going to be the things that I'm going to try and tie together at the end. So The Hannah bucket is just filled with rage. Yes, it's venom and spit. That's what's in Hannah's bucket. She's just mad. The white hot light of my fury yep. just spilling out into the universe. <laughs> so we leave Lacey, we emerge out from Shawshank to this kind of acoustic bluesy tune, Death Don't Have No Mercy, and that's by the Reverend Gary Davis, and it's been covered by several rock bands since then. But since we make note of the music in the show, there you go. It also made me and think of how easy it was to write songs back then, because there hadn't just been songs about anything. Yeah, so you could just be like, yeah, you know, when to get a hot dog and hey that's a song because there's never been a hot dog song before like everything they did it was awesome and it was a good song and and watching the subtitles as it was doing you know as it was showing the scenes it yeah i thought it was a nice little punctuation to each of the things they showed yeah interesting thing about that song too it's a double negative death do not have no mercy means death has mercy so I mean, I understand it's just a, a colloquial way of speaking, but Neat. there you are, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm... before we go, listen, everybody, we've spent a lot of time. I mean, like, for every hour of TV, Hannah and I collectively spent, like, seven to eight hours of right. talking and thinking and planning and editing and all this kind of stuff about every episode and it was because we felt it deserved it and i a lot of people now feel cheated by that Mm -hmm. and i want everybody to understand that that's probably why i feel a lot of this way and it sounds like i feel wounded it's because like acadia said for every person who just watched this show like straight through whatever i have seven notebooks full of notes that i devoted to this i spent a ton of time theorizing i started reading things i'd never read before i was reviewing poetry and hymns and lyrics from songs I didn't listen to and old stories from when I was teaching literature or studying it. And it just, that's what stung a little bit about this. Even if I've sort of come around to some parts of it, mm-hmm. that's that's the kicker. It felt like a kick in the teeth initially. And also I'm just kind of tired. <laughs> like yeah. literally tired. We're, we're tired. <laughs> Not going to lie about that. So much staying up and writing and thinking and, you know, just coming straight home from work and shoveling food into your face yep. and recording stuff. Not that we haven't enjoyed it because it's been a blast. It's, I love this. Yeah. This is like my favorite thing. It's I'm super just, fun. I just know I sound a little droopy, so I felt the need to clarify. I'm with you. Self-care is important, people. Mm-hmm. Take a shower. You know, <laughs> eat a cookie. Please. Yeah. So as this... uh sort of dirge plays ruth is standing on a bridge again which is never good these people in this town somebody got to put a tracking chip on that lady i guess they kind of tried but it didn't really work yeah and i guess the whole front door open doesn't really matter if there's no one fucking in the house except the person that left right yeah you got to put a bracelet on her or something i guess henry never henry never like downloaded the app that pangborn had that would actually tell him when right exactly (laughs) 
Pangborn's sitting in his casket like, ah, shit, Bruce got out again. <laughs> so we're back to Molly and the kid then, and he reveals that he actually understands a great deal about how this supposed system really works, which is a tick mark in the, yeah, this guy's probably not as innocent of everything as some people might like to think. Mm-hmm. He understands and explains this perfectly to our understanding of what happened and what the schisma does and how the doors work and why he needs Henry. So you could argue maybe that he figured it out because he had 27 years to think about it. But considering that Lacey doesn't appear to know anything about it, he had to get that knowledge somewhere else. Ding, ding, ding. So anyway, Molly asks about her other self in this kind of forlorn way. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and you know what? Screw the kid for answering the way he did. Like, being more objectively successful. I mean, obviously the other Molly may have been happier, but our Molly too, Molly one was a good person. She She was, but I actually took what he said as honest. It was. His friend in this world was sad. Yeah. And I think that. Luckily she doesn't stay that way. You think sort of, Mm -hmm. but yeah, maybe that gave Molly pause to think about the choices that she's made. In this world. There are so many blackbirds in the sky. They're leaking out of the wherever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Todash space. Or the tons of birds space. Ha. And they're everywhere. So dense, in fact, that they cause Henry to crash his car. Lawyer Henry, not Satan Henry. In the most stupidest TV way ever. Yeah, and it when they finally panned back to it, he had, like, driven into a bunch of two-by-fours that and were bricks. stacked up somewhere. Uh, yeah, we're it's... gonna build a fort, but not right now. We're just gonna put all the shit here and then leave. And he did yeah. the whole, in, in movies, if a car crashes into something and the horn is honking, the person is dead. And if it's <laughs> just, and if it's not, then the person is alive, but the car shuts off so that it's not out of gas, so that when they wake up the next morning, they can just drive away, which is exactly what <laughs> happens. Right, <here. laughs> exactly. No engine blocks explode. There's nope. never any fires or anything. Nope. Yeah. Molly, meanwhile, has stumbled upon Ruth on the bridge. Oh, Ruth, please come down. And Ruth is, her demeanor is different to me through this whole episode, it seemed. Mm -hmm. Maybe because she's got nothing to lose anymore, but she's just kind of blasé about like, oh, you say that every time or whatever, you know, but I got to reset this. I got to have another bridge incident. And I didn't think it looked like the same bridge, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know anything anymore. That scene. Yeah. First of all, they're both amazing actresses. But second of Mm -hmm. all, the fact that they shared the her concern and every single time ruth sees her and you've got to imagine that one of two things is happening in her mind she's repeating this world over and over again yeah because she doesn't know that the other world is happening and that splits that splits the idea of what the what the dark tower books say she's just disregarding her twinners Mm mm-hmm and repeating what she's doing. Oh, the other thing, and if you've gotten this far, then congrats. If you have not read the Dark Tower books, and you don't want huge themes in the Dark Tower books to be spoiled, well, what do you think, Hannah? Should I just not bring it up, and we'll do it some other way in in some other feed so that people that have read it can do it, or something like that? Because it's, it's kind of integral, and I don't... Because, I mean... I don't know a bigger fan than you, and you haven't read them all. No. And I mean, yeah, I'm realizing I'm I'm not anything compared to a lot of King fans that are out there, actually. Um, I don't think it... I feel like people who have been with us know that there are Dark Tower spoilers. So, 
I say go for it. So then don't, if you don't want it spoiled, then just jump ahead like two minutes. That should be safe. Yeah, but, better but, than spoiling it in like a live show where they can't skip ahead. Exactly. Kinda. So the point of the, the point of the Dark Tower at the end of the series when Roland gets to the tower and the journey to the tower and everything that happens is not lessened by what happens at the end of it. And it may actually be enhanced because you get to see how the character grows. But essentially what it comes down to is he goes through the tower and when he gets to the end of the journey, when he goes through the door that he thinks is going to show him what he wants to see, he's, Back in the desert where he started, the beginning of the gunslinger. The mm-hmm. man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger f- followed. And for a yeah. little agonizing amount of time, he realizes what has happened. And he cries, but right. then he forgets. And the thing that was different in these is that, and I won't spoil what the thing is, but something that he referenced losing about a million times during the course of the books, he has this time. Right. And so he gets to try again. He gets to try again, but he advanced. Yeah. He did better. And what Ruth said was, I'm going to stay in the hospital three more days because that way Alan will live. Right. And she also said to Molly, you didn't, you've never said that before. And that's the piece of it that I believe is the most significant. Ruth understands, because I said Ruth is unstuck. And I believe mm-hmm. that she was unstuck from everything. And I still believe she's unstuck from everything. But she's the only one that fucking knows that it keeps repeating. Mm-hmm. It's not just her. Alzheimer's wouldn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't create that kind of thing in her head. They, in that scene, explained not only how Ruth did the things that Ruth did. And why Ruth did the things that Ruth did. Mm-hmm. But also, they said outright to everybody watching the show this is a possibility and there are other ones but herein comes one of the rubs with the show for me and this is saying this as someone who's aware of more stephen king than the average person Mm -hmm. is that to a i don't want to use the word casual viewer because it sounds like that thing that gamer boys say to people like oh you're casual but you know what i mean people who aren't exactly what you mean if you're doing something in gaming because Dead by Daylight, I suck at it. I love it, but I suck. Casual is, I'm going to play it, I'm going to have fun, I'm going to put it down. I'm not trying to figure out how to become the best at it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that deep diving viewers are like a better market than casual viewers or whatever. I'm just saying that to a person who wanted to watch this show just for the hell of it is like a creepy thing right. to enjoy and watch. They're not going to know that, and they're not going to figure that out, and it's going to feel like a dick move. Like, what is going on? They're not going to get a Dark Tower thing. You know what I mean? Except they've kind of explained that it's time travel. You know, it's just that I feel like, eh, I don't know, it's kind of tenuous. There's time and there's, the the two things are time and space. Ruth is time. Right. And Gizma is space. Right. And I think that a person that didn't have any of the baggage of King Mm -hmm. could look at it and say, well, this is... Well, this is a weird place, and she's been doing this again, and maybe that's, you know, she didn't just have Alzheimer's, etc. And why was this time different? Mm-hmm. Molly never said that before. Right. That's significant as well. Mm-hmm. 
and that's I'm putting that in my bucket. Right yeah. in the bucket. I also probably just have a stick up my ass about time travel in shows and movies because it never fucking makes sense. Nobody has ever done that well, in my opinion. You're 100% right, but she's yeah. just saying it's not even she's going back and forth. She's just right. saying you you get a do-over. Right. But Whatever that the, may be. Where it starts from is what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still don't think that was Pangborn's bridge. It looked more like the bridge at the scene at the beginning of Castle Rock 2. But maybe you don't have to be the same bridge. Maybe it can be any hospitally accident <laughs> off of a bridge. <laughs> Who cares? So let's see here. Yep, she's trying to redo the bridge incident so that Alan will live. Because if they're in the hospital for longer, then the kid won't be able to make that bargain and with Pangborn or whatever, and he won't be gone. Mm-hmm. And I said, Molly is always snatching people from the edge of places, be that literally or figuratively. And I like that about her. Mm -hmm. She gives a lot and she asks for nothing in return, which, you know, is nice. Yeah. Molly might be one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character. She's fabulous. Yes. And then I also said I felt sorry for Ruth, which I do, because obviously this has been a terrible time for her. Yeah, she's flinty enough now. That she knows that it's gonna, Oh, yeah, she's tough. Yeah, and she's legitimately... Her dying lets her restart. Yeah. So. And, yeah, Alan's already gone. She has nothing to lose this time around by trying again. Also... You know, even though she has a son and a grandson, but... Yeah, but, hey, Henry was always not calling her, so maybe she's just like, well, fuck him anyway. Wine. Mm-hmm. Only to find instead a white soap figurine of her, I think. I think that's it's not as well... supposed to be. Yeah, it's not as well done as the other soap figurines had been, I didn't think. Maybe they changed soap carvers for the props department. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes, quote, that can't be good. And lo, it was not good. It was but not. we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> Cut to Henry and the Reverend walking through the woods. But which Castle Rock? Who knows? <laughs> probably yeah. probably Castle Rock Classic or the Dog Universe yeah, or whatever you want to call it. Dog Universe. And he's trying to get Henry to hear the sound. Henry says he can. And then he's like, false witness, which is like such a weird way to say that somebody's lying. Stop coveting that um, Pamela Anderson woman. Thou shalt not leave thine baseball cards all over the balustrade (laughs) or whatever. And the Reverend says he understands why Henry is lying now. She is making you a deceiver. Which, yikes, because I saw where this was going. He knows about the affair. Yes, there was an affair uh, between Ruth and Alan. And the Reverend tells Henry that Ruth is a sinner and the wages of sin is death. He is going to kill Ruth. And he's just told his son that. I'm not sure what reaction he was expecting, but it wasn't a good one. I don't even know why you would own up to a thing like that. Right? That's, th- but... that's not in th- a good thing in the moment. No, and it's like, why on earth would you think that the kid would side with you? You've treated him like crap and rejected him, whereas Ruth has been his mother. Of course he's gonna be like, um, no. Yeah. So, this did kind of fill in at least one of my questions, I guess. I figure the puck poisoning was a test to maybe see how much rat poison it's gonna take or whatever. That, or it's just the classic escalation, like, nah, first I'm gonna kill an animal and then I'm gonna kill a person. And also I'm going to have a head injury and wet the bed. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I hadn't Mm -hmm. thought about that. Good job. Yeah. 
I like serial killers. I don't like what they do. I, I don't like what they do. I don't like what they do. I like reading about it. Yeah, don't worry. It's 2018. Everybody loves serial killers. Yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah. That's true. You're fine. Yeah, no less fine than everybody else anyway. That's right. And cut again to present day and some random chill dude is picking up dead birds off the street and looking in people's car windows. This was a weird moment for me. Very. I I like... I feel like most reasonable people don't pick up dead birds on account of, like, bird lice or germs or just general, that's grossness. But this guy did. He also, picked that, just picked one. It, right up. it wasn't yeah. like he was cleaning anything up. He was just like, this is the best one of this pile. <laughs> yeah, how did he pick that one? It was, like, the biggest. He's taking it home. I, I don't know what he's doing. I Anyway, and he's, like, some sort of weird hippie-ish guy when he starts talking, like... It's, yeah, he seems man. like the big brother of the kid that sold Molly the pills. Right? Yeah, man. These, like, birds are falling out of the sky and shit, man. Yep. Crazy. You okay, bro? <laughs> Etc. Because he, like, wipes the snow off Henry's window and then is like, are you cool? Okay, good. I'm going to take this blackbird home to do whatever I'm going to do with it. Yeah, he's like, I knew you weren't dead because the horn wasn't honking, so I guess. <laughs> right. And this is television, so yeah. <laughs> whatever. I uh, thought it was interesting, though, that, like, a snowstorm had kind of just started up. Just, like, 27 years ago, there had been a huge snowstorm at the time that the yep. thinny opened. Uh, if, indeed, any of this is real. Oh, I ain't going there. I know, but I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just trying to make everybody as angry as I am. (laughs) And I thought it was interesting that Wendell actually followed the schisma back to Castle Rock. It wasn't necessarily motivated by the idea that he was worried about anybody. He, honest to God, had to get back to the noise. So, at the very least, that confirms that that is real, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, Wendell has no attachment to any of the people that have an agenda about the schisma. It's yep. just something that he doesn't even know about. I had to follow the sound, Dad. And then suddenly Willie is just, like, talking to the police right next to Odin's dead body. And I'm like, what the hell? Where has he been? The, did oh, he ran? Uh, he, like, ran away? Or he's the one who killed Odin? I don't know. Yeah, no. Put that in the bucket. So he's back and suddenly he's creepy. Like he hadn't been creepy before, but now he's creepy. He was like sweet and meek and timid, but now he's like he was flashing. Sympathetic. Yeah, and now he's flashing Wendell his like creepy eyebrows and smiling yep. as like a fire poker sticks out of his boss's eyeball. But but the end Yeah. He may have been trying to redeem himself i do not know for sure but it may be yeah but it's kind of like he doesn't seem like the kind of character that would need redemption because for all by all portrayals he had been sort of this sweet quiet kid seeming almost like abused but whatever everybody has like dual personalities in this show it's just like okay you can flip back and forth between being a sociopath and a completely normal person or you can picture thing people on being on two different teams and because yeah. that's how i look at it now mm-hmm. and willie was not on henry's team and that's yeah. all i'm teasing for my theory whatever man <laughs> i'm gonna give it to you i just don't want to derail the whole thing nothing matters anymore <laughs> i'm kidding everybody i still love the show i feel the need to clarify that i i still a fan but i am hurt 
Anyway, Molly shows up to talk to... Well, no, she has, like, taken Ruth home, and then Henry shows up back at the house, because he's assumedly coming from the murder that he had just perpetrated, I guess. Well, he was at least leaving the scene of a crime. Right. I mean, he did technically kill somebody, so murder. No, um, well, no, he wasn't holding the knife. She was. Eh, that's kind of true. He didn't kill that's, anybody. You know, six of one, half dozen of another. Also, Somebody's dead. Also, extra points kinda... for people if they actually watched the grifters like I said you should. Ha ha ha. True. Bonus points. And I thought it was a little rude that he's asking Molly what she's doing here since he retrieved his dementia-riddled mom from a bridge and brought her home and took care of her. But that's Henry for you. Yeah, but he also, I think it wasn't a, I think it wasn't the, what are you doing here as in you shouldn't be, but how did this Yeah, come like to I wasn't be? expecting to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, the hug with his mom was genuine and that was the most mm-hmm. emotion that he showed towards his mom that I saw the whole time. Yeah, except for like the bridge incident, like you knew he loved her desperately then. Oh, absolutely, then. but you yeah. know. It's it's jumping into the water to save your mother from, I guess, getting a hurt rib by jumping. She's got to pick a higher fucking bridge to jump off. That's the first thing she's got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, certain amount of feet for attention, others for results. (laughs) Pangborn Bridge for attention, Golden Gate for results. She starts telling him about the incident with the kid. Henry still clearly doesn't remember what happened in Castle Rock 2, if indeed that did happen at all. Right. And, um, Molly seems to sort of believe the kid, though. But Henry's like, where'd he tell you to meet him? Because Henry's straight up going to call the cops as soon as she tells him. And he does later tell the cops where the kid is going to be at Harmony Hill. Where was Harmony Hill? The cemetery. Yeah, but where else did it show? I don't know. Harmony Hill was the cemetery in Salem's Lot. Where Mike Ryerson dug up Danny Glick. It's been a while, I gotta yep. tell you, since reading Salem's Lot. But that yeah, you are correct. Super deep dig. Yeah. So, luckily for Henry, who wants to talk to the cops, misinformedly, Wendell has been picked up by the cops because he was hovering near the murder scene once he made his way back. That was a long walk. That was a super was long like... walk, and I don't know why it would have taken him... Oh, no, because he was looking for the sound. That's why. Yeah, he was just following it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I'm, so I'm good probably <laughs> probably a little bit longer even than like the walk to get back to Castle Rock. Yeah, for sure. Because he was looking for the schisma. Yep. And so it, they've made the scene seem like because when Henry shows up to pick up Wendell, the cops detain him pretty much immediately. And we see Willie sitting in a chair talking to a detective, I assume. And it kind of looks like he sold Henry up the river, which... Right. You know, that could be innocent because that could be the conclusion that he drew. Like, if he went to go get coffee and donuts or something and Henry had escaped and Odin had a stick in his eye. Like, two and two together. But I I believe it was malicious. So, absolutely, there you go. Absolutely it was. Yeah. You know, if there are any willy apologists out there, I see you and I respect you. But, like, that, that shit was evil. So... I have in my notes here, actually. Did Willie sell HD out? That little shit. Because huh. now I've turned on Willie. Yep. Um, and Hey, but props whip- to the gal from Twitter who thought that Willie was going to get whipped out in the finale, and he was. You're fired. I- that joke is too easy. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, well, that's fair. I'm not making any good jokes this time around. And 
giving me whiplash yet again. New character, well, different character, White Wine Warden comes looking for the kid at Molly's office because she somehow knew that that's where he had gone. Mm Mm-hmm. And the soap figurine was enough to convince her that the kid was the devil. So let it be known, everybody, if anyone in your life has ever carved anything out of soap, that's all the evidence you need that they are Satan incarnate. Including just a smaller version of that same bar of soap. So if you shower after somebody in your house and the soap is smaller, means they're trying they're to Satan. kill you. Yep. Watch out. And <laughs> this was my one, like big surprised reaction of the show when the the warden gets creamed out of nowhere by a prison bus in like the most ironic moment of all time yeah that was evil wild. evil bitchy warden of a for-profit prison gets creamed by a bus full of inmates which was driving way too fast for like a downtown street in my opinion absolutely but... there should have been speed bumps employed yep she was like but who am i punk. yeah there was like no governor on that bus because don't like school buses like that usually have a 55 mile per hour governor on them so they can't go that fast but not if they're filled with mangy prisoners yeah whatever and then i guess i wasn't quite sure if henry had been arrested yet i don't think they ever addressed it you're there you're like allowed to hold someone for a certain amount of time on suspicion before you have to let them go based on my incessant watching of svu which by the way (laughs) your (laughs) notification on my phone now is svu and it went off so many times today that some of the research associates were like does she have another idea like literally (laughs) they knew it was you and they knew that you were the only one that made that sound not just rage and i mean like i am a victim let's see oh (laughs) wow she got creamed by a bus says my notes and then molly's reaction is like all of us about the kid she's got like no idea what's going on she's freaked out she's uncertain well when he said to her don't you believe me yep and her answer said i want to i want to yeah and I want to believe him too. And he said some variation of you believe me, don't you, or don't you believe me more than once. Mm-hmm. He did. So just put that in your pocket. Fine. <laughs> Henry then uses his one phone call to call Molly from the jail and tell her to take Wendell to Boston and take herself somewhere warm. Don't come back. Leave Castle Rock. You shouldn't be here. There's nothing good for you here. And get away from me. And her answer to that was the best. We don't even live here. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I have a life here. Why don't you leave? Yeah. You brought all the problems, it sort of seems like. And he said, it looks like I'm going to be here for a while longer. Yeah. Possibly because I may be going to prison for something I didn't do. Well, you only get one phone call if you've been... I think it's, oh, maybe if you get held because you got to call your lawyer because you get to have a lawyer during questioning whether you've been arrested or not. Yeah, so. you do get a phone call and you don't necessarily have to call a lawyer. You can call your mom and tell her to call your lawyer. But yeah, yeah you get your phone call. Henry already is a lawyer. And thank goodness, because almost nobody else would know how to handle that situation in the correct way. People get freaked out about police and stuff and... Actually, police take advantage of people in those situations a lot, too, because nobody knows, like, what's legal for them to do or ask or whatever. So, good thing Henry's a lawyer. The the cops try and get you to spill as much as you can, as they can, before your lawyer shows up. But now something just occurred to me. 
what do people do now when they get arrested? Because they fucking know that nobody ever answers their phone if it rings. They're just going to oh, be yeah. like, oh, why aren't you texting me? And then just throw their phone on the coffee table disgustedly. Like, you get one phone call. Yeah. No, can't I just have, like, three texts? I know. I don't know, but welcome back to Hannah's highly unqualified legal corner. If you get a speeding ticket and a cop tells you it's going to be easier just to go ahead and pay that speeding ticket and not go to court and not hire an attorney, that's a fucking lie. Go get an attorney. It'll I have be cheaper a lot overall. of tickets, and I, I need you. <laughs> well, I'm not an attorney. I can't help you. Yeah, but you, you're closer to any than I am. Yeah, well, I could maybe yeah. tell you somebody to call. There you go. But yeah, don't just pay your speeding tickets. It ends up preventing you from being able to use pleas in the future and also puts points on your license and insurance. Get an attorney. Always get an attorney. My first thought was he lied at every word. Oops, did mm. I say something? Keep going. Yes, yes, indeed. Did attorneys make you think about lying at every word? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, the cops. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that too. But that is very much an attorney stereotype. Then we are at Harmony Hill, and the kid is standing by a gravestone, and I think all of us sort of knew what that gravestone was going to be, but the reveal was still rewarding in a way, mm-hmm. when it said, Deaver boy, born to heaven. Or hell, as the case may be. Uh, The baby who never lived. So he went and found the gravestone of the person that he ostensibly is in this world, or was, or whatever. So, that that was was interesting. And gratifying to see. uh, At my cemetery, the... Any baby that was born before it was baptized in in the Catholic world is doomed because since oh yeah since they didn't get baptized they still have original sin so they mm-hmm. can't the section of the cemetery that they were in was actually called the little flowers range and it was not consecrated by the church oh that's so sad isn't Cat- that the worst <laughs> catholicism is brutal yeah so the town i live in still has a cemetery that's been around since before the civil war and so there's Jewish of the cemetery because they wouldn't bury the Jews next to the good Christian folks, you know. Oh, just great. So that's a whole that's a whole southern deal there. Well, mm-hmm. worldwide for a while, but southern deal there. Um, and yeah, he gets picked up by the cops in on Harmony Hill. Right. And he surrenders. He doesn't try to stop him. He's just hands in the air, knees on the ground. You know. Yep. Okay, take me. And off he goes. And then Molly and Wendell are in the car together. And it's almost reminiscent of Molly, too, taking Henry places. Like, her driving this boy to safety, assumedly. And she does what she said she would do. Yep. And then... But oh, when, go ahead. Well, when he says what he says, mm-hmm. they left it super ambiguous as to what it was that she actually did. Did she stop? Did she? Right. You know what I mean? And I thought that that was, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah. And then we're in the holding cells, the Henrys, together at last. <laughs> Henry has been languishing down there, of course, since he was detained on suspicion of Odin's death. But then the kid gets stuck there in an adjacent cell, both uh, prisoners once again. In and the kid is... holding cells, which makes it even more fun. Yeah. And I have to say, a little bit of... You know, again, realism that it was the state police that was dealing with everything because right. there was no real police force anymore. Right. 
So that's also a way to track which Castle Rock we're in. Stadies versus the the Castle Rock mm-hmm. police force of Castle Rock 2. The kid is trying to convince Henry that the chaos is involuntary and Henry's having none of his bullshit. Yeah. Or anybody's really. Henry is just very much like, "No, no. This is nonsense. No. Do Henry it by the book." He does not want to hear it. Nope. He tries to ply him a little bit with the, I understand why you don't remember. When I first got out of my cage, I didn't remember either. It makes sense that you don't know all of these things. And he tells Henry that in his world, the Reverend had planned on killing Ruth too. Yes, well, because Henry asks him, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Henry says, what would have happened if we had stayed? If if we had stayed. If if she had had stayed stayed in your world. In that world. Yeah, and if Ruth had stayed with Matthew in, in the kids' universe and the kid says he would have killed her, mm-hmm. the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. Mm-hmm. So, and, oh, that's where I had my little revelatory moment of like, oh, he killed Puck as practice. And then Jackie the intern has been left to care for Ruth, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yes, that was kind and, of funny. Yeah, it was a it was kind of the like comedic moment of the show because Ruth's like, I don't know what my son told you, but I'm not much for coddling because she like got her a cup of tea and tucked her into bed, sort of. And Ruth is not really having it. No, not at all. And Jackie's not really that kind of person, so I feel like they'll get along well. Yes, I think that that relationship will blossom. <laughs> I agree. They're both just like, yeah, whatever. So, and then back in the holding cell, I feel. <laughs> Like, I'm not doing this very seamlessly, but to be fair, the show didn't either. It was really a lot of moments that were flashed together. Because now we're back at the holding cells again. And you think maybe they're going to let Henry out because he's been released, but actually they're just putting him in the cell with the kid so that they can pack a bunch of the inmates from the bus crash into the other cell. Yep. I guess they don't mix types of detainees. No, because I'm 100% sure that... Yeah. They're, they're like, well, this guy might be a murderer, but he also just seems like a normal guy, and we don't know what the fuck this other guy is, so we're not going to put him in yeah. with these monsters. Right, and then, oh my gosh, with the sexual comments at the kid. That was, I, I don't know, I just feel like the whole <laughs> moment was, left was weird. Hey. Well, no, it's just like this entire crowd of dudes is just going to do this whole, like, prison homosexuality stereotype. I don't know. I just felt like it sort of You were the one that said how pretty he was. I'm not denying his attractiveness. I'm saying these gentlemen are crass, and it's weird how united they are on that front. They're (laughs) prisoners. Don't stereotype. I'm sure there are perfectly innocent, lovely people who are also inmates. Maybe, maybe the kid made them say all that because it makes him feel good about himself. Or maybe... He did it to wind him up so that he could get the key. Mm-hmm. Just flash him those uh, those different colored eyes. Yep. Hey, gentlemen, get all sexually frustrated and kill a bunch of people. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess it's also coming from the fact that the idea that he was Lacey's quote-unquote fuck slave has been circulating throughout the prison, and they were also making fun of that idea. True. So, yeah. Uh, in any case, all hell breaks loose. Ha, ha, ha. Help. Mm-hmm. Somebody shivs somebody. They get the they get the keys and a gun away from the freaking prison guards and they kill, kill them. They kill all the guards and, in like ten seconds. Yeah, absolute massacre in like two minutes because the keys slide right to the kid's feet. And like, if you were looking for confirmation that the kid is doing this stuff on purpose, that's your moment. Because like, come on, 
it's just there's no way. Just saying. Yep. He he made that happen. He pushed those people to do that thing and he got the keys. Although you'd think he'd be happy to be back in a cell because he's been acting like he would be the whole time. Yeah, that is true too. And I don't know if everybody noticed, but the kid's eyes or his pupils dilated right before all of that happened. Just like an instant before the guy got shivved. Sad state people of affairs. Yeah, and I have in my notes, holy shit, what a massacre. It's been like five minutes. Not even that, but like everybody's dead. And Willie is dying on the floor. Henry sees him. Willie is dying on the floor and Henry stops to check on him, tend to him, whatever. And Willie says, don't go out there. Meaning probably don't go to the woods. But Well... Or maybe just don't leave this building because problems. I think... Or maybe he's telling the kid not to go out there. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I think... No, never mind. Go on. Oh, my God. I, I just think... Okay, look. I think that he killed Odin. Yes, I think so, too. And I think that he killed Odin not necessarily because he wanted to, but I Maybe think... Maybe Odin was getting too close to the danger of the Thinny, or he thinks that, like, I don't know. I think that he... It's hard for me to... No, just keep going. Because we're so close not... now. We're so close now. You're not going to remember all of this yes, stuff. Yes, I am. I promise. Right. I promise. All right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> the next really cogent note that I wrote was, who boy, the kid has a gun, which is bad, of course. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I haven't gotten what I wanted. Now I'm just going to take you at gunpoint out to the woods. And Henry is recovering more of his memories about the evening with his dad when his dad fell off the bluff. And there's some weird bird stuff going on in the sky. They're flying in very yeah, weird was, formations. Do you think that was CGI? Oh, yeah. It has to be, right? Because it looked oh, really the... good for CGI. It looks supernatural. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't, don't mean how... extra natural. I mean, it was super space natural looking. Right. I don't know how to make actual birds do that. I, I know about ant tornadoes <laughs> where you can, like, trick them into walking in circles. But, yeah, I don't know about birds. I'm pretty sure it had to be computer animated. But yeah, it looked good. It looked cool. And that's just like another confirmation of the idea that, yes, there are supernatural elements at play, even though we've cast a ton of doubt on that whole deal and we've been doing it on purpose. So it turns you out... you saved your money by not paying Francis Conroy to spend it on CGI birds, you fuckers. <laughs> we're, not, we're not bitter at all. Nope. And Henry really did push the Reverend. Rightly so. I think it makes perfect sense that he would after what the Reverend said he was going to do to his mother. Yes. They, what they else sold would... that properly. Yes, they did. And that tracks perfectly for me. The Henry loves his mother. And yep. we've never doubted that. And he would have had no idea what else to do to save her. This was the only thing that he could have done. So he very intelligently walked backwards in his own tracks from the bluff snuck up on the Reverend and pushed him off the bluff. He deserved it. Absolutely like the most satisfying death of the series, I think. Absolutely. Even though it took him a while to die. Yeah, because fuck the Reverend. He, there was no question that he was a bad man in every timeline and every universe. So, bye Reverend Deaver. Mm -hmm. You suck. Okay, and then we have that weird kid. He gets the gun from the kid. They have, like, a wrestling moment. This is back to, like, the present time and Henry's a grown-up. And he is aiming the gun at the kid on the ground, and then suddenly the kid has old man face. And I must admit that I think this moment was meant to be frightening, but I thought it was stupid. Really? Yeah, I didn't think that... I I don't know. There's nothing scary about elderly people. (laughs) Yeah, but he was, like, he was, like, a roided up 
Well, kind of. He mostly just looked wrinkly. Like, earthworm face. I don't know. I looked at a still frame from it, and I'm just kind of like, meh, well, on it. Well, guess what, Hannah Selector? Once I tell you what it meant, then you're going to be scared. I'm dead inside, Acadia, no, but go for it. No, you're not. We're going we're gonna to fix it. I'm trying to think the last time I had, like, a genuine frightened reaction to I thought you scary... were going to say, I'm trying to remember the last time I had a feeling. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> the last, The last time I felt something 20 years ago. <laughs> Uh, I got a little, I got a little tense playing the most recent Resident Evil game, but video games are different because they're immersive, you know. That's true. Any hoozle. Suddenly, it's one year later, and I like took a rage dump in my pants. I was so like, really, they're gonna do that? Really, they're gonna do this to me one year later? Really, really? But they did it. They did. They did it to me. Now Henry's doing like some boring ass property law or something in Castle Rock. I don't know. He's talking about property lines with this guy. Like, mm-hmm, your property lines in Mrs. Bahoozy What's his field of dahlias. I don't remember what he said, but it was very benign. <laughs> and not at all capital uh trial work. No. Yeah. But also he... cases he can win. Right, exactly. And maybe all <laughs> of his clients won't be dead. That's right. Um, yeah, because deed work and whatever and, like, easements and stuff and whatever. Very unexciting in my opinion, but more power to you. Probably a consistent paycheck. He lives at the Deaver house in Castle Rock. Wendell's coming to visit for Christmas, it seems. No more schisma trouble from what we can tell. And for a second, I thought Molly was dead on a couch with her older self somewhere, but it was her grandma who's, like, catatonic or something in Florida, and she was just, like, watching TV with her. She's got a real estate business in what I assumed to be Florida, just because her grandma was living there, and that's where all grandparents live. Right. And Ruth has been buried with Pangborn, which was a moment I appreciated, that Henry let them be together because he did begrudge the relationship when we first heard it and that he had accepted it and that was that was a nice moment i thought uh the gravestone though says she was born in 1950 we know that the safe combination was her birth year and it was 1940 and i no longer know what i think that means but i noticed it anyway mm-hmm. so there you go oh, i'm 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 so mentally weak you <laughs> are like... you're drained is what it is i am it sucked the life out of me like a vampire and then kicked me in the face <laughs> everyone henry says in castle rock has a cage of their own making we're all sinners this was very like the the minister's black veil to me (laughs) you know what i mean we all wear veils in society because blah 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 anyway yeah the minister's black veil is a nathaniel hawthorne story right yes yeah and it's all about like how we all do bad things and we all cover them up with the face that we present to society, et cetera, et cetera. Henry is walking back onto the abandoned grounds of Shawshank. And I think we all knew what was coming when this happened. It was very obvious that, of course, he's keeping the kid in a cage now. I thought they had gotten rid of Lacey's cage. Maybe he built a new one. In Castle Rock, it appears that you can just buy a cage kit at Ace Hardware or whatever the hell they have there. Probably some punny main hardware store the hardware store yeah true value would be the hardware store of choice now oh okay yeah 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 i guess we only had ace when i lived up in the midwest i haven't seen one down here so we have tractor supply co well yeah but home depot just killed all the local 
Even the smaller chain hardware stores. Damn it, big business. Yeah. <laughs> At least it seems like he brings the kid better food. He's got like a, a burger and some fries for him. And apparently he can't eat things other than bread. Because he eats a french fry. And, and like, doesn't. what is this? Yeah, and it's like Christmas present. I brought you this crappy cheeseburger from the, the Mellow Tiger, I'm sure. Yeah, it had to have been. Because it's the only burger in 67 miles. Mm-hmm. And then... The kid says, you still have doubts, Henry. You'll remember what happened to Lacey after all of this. It's a threat, essentially. Like, I know how this goes. You'll spend your entire life doubting whether or not I should be down here, and it'll destroy you. And then I'll be free again. And then the credits rolled, and I thought it was all over. And I kicked a baby, and then a puppy. But then suddenly Jackie's on the screen, and she's reading this, like... make you kick fewer babies. No, it wasn't. She's reading, like, this hackneyed splatterpunk sort of, like, and as I felt his brain cleave in twain, I felt my soul do blah, 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 and I was home. It was a bad version of our awesome fan fiction is what it was. Right, exactly. And the pill-pushing kid is like, so is it, like, horror or something? And she's like, well, that seems reductive. Anyway, Jackie is writing about her experiences, I guess. And she's going out west for a research trip, which maybe means she's going to Texas to... No! Where? The name of the book was Overlooked. The Hotel uh-huh. in the Shining was the Overlook oh, Hotel. the Overlook so Hotel. Colorado. Yeah. And then I wrote a really passive-aggressive note that says, maybe this was just Jackie's stupid story the whole time. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. And that's it. And the credits roll, and people were hitting their TVs like there I was smashed my wrong. laptop. Yeah, I don't understand. Pause, unpause. What's wrong? Rewind. Yep. Go start an argument with your partner. Yep. Whatever. Get on Eat Twitter. Start. Eat a pine cone. Sign up for Twitter. Just yep. bitch, and then lose your account. So it was not. If we think about what the Castle Rock Historical Society has been doing. For lo these many weeks, we have been building a case for what's going to happen in the show based Mm -hmm. on rules that we, I believe, rightly assumed would be followed because it is the way stories have traditionally been told. Right. And I'm not going to quote my credentials again, but like, I don't like to feel stupid, first of all. I don't have very much to be confident in. I'm not good at sports. My hair is very frizzy, you know, like at least I'm reasonably intelligent, but this made me feel like an idiot for a little while. And I don't like that. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that I think Westworld will be the last video game show that we experience of Mm -hmm. any significance because you know, things go in waves. Remember when trading spaces was a thing? Yeah, Paige was like the worst designer in the world, now, and I still supposedly think that. that's coming back with Paige, and all the 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 people are going to be in it again because all wheels she, turn. She glued hay to someone's wall. She needs to be shuttled off to an island She's somewhere and never allowed. Ugh, whatever. Ka is a wheel, just yep. like they say in the Dark Tower. Ka is a wheel. So I think, all right, they made a conscious decision to say. We're going to give you a bunch of stuff that's super fucking interesting mm-hmm. and we're going to leave it. And I think the rage, the, 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 the most rage that I have is why was Francis Conroy even there? 
Desk garden, no point whatsoever. Why do you have a fucking crate in his yard? Nobody cares. Like, maybe it was the crate from Creepshow, and there was a monster in it, and it got away. There's your monster, and he escaped. It feels like purposeful misleading, and then crapping all over it. Absolutely. It absolutely does. Which is shitty. Yes. I'm sorry. It just is. Like, the the Desjardins thing especially made me angry. Because... There were clues placed there on purpose about things that were happening. I mean, it was the biggest instance of like if you should have ever applied Chekhov's gun, it should have been there. Yes. You can't you can't do that to people. The picture, the cross, who punched the picture? Why yeah. was the fucking kitchen messed up? All of these things. They took that. I believe what they did was say they took all of that shit and they said these are the symptoms of the disease of Castle Rock. And the disease of Castle Rock is that the schisma has poisoned it and it makes it fucking flop and roll over on itself. And you never know which one you're in because things are a little bit different. And that whole, how many more times can this town look the other way? But it's not even the... They don't want the schisma to be the poison. It's the kid that they're selling as the no, poison. No, but this is so. This is. Because Odin says the schisma's everywhere. Remember when I said, and this is where I, I gloat a, a weetsy bit because I was, I was wrong and I was right. Remember when I said, oh, wait a minute. No, what happened was Henry died and they took his twinner. Yeah. When Molly says we have to go out to the woods. This mm-hmm. is, by the way, everybody, this is. This is my whole theory now. I'm just going to shoot the whole wad right now. Hit me. What he says is, every time someone goes out in the woods, somebody dies. My father died. You just said you died. Mm -hmm. The fuck would I go out in the woods for? Said Henry. Who could hear the schisma? Mm -hmm. Henry could hear it. Wendell could hear it. Mm -hmm. Nobody else in the fucking show except for Odin could hear it. And possibly Willie. We don't. He may hear it a little bit, but except that. All right, I'm gonna kind of. This is gonna go on two kind of tracks here because this is my, this is my final argument as to why the show didn't fuck up as bad as I thought originally, and why the kid was evil. All right. Ro- the the letter of Paul to the Romans ah. that includes the wages of sin is death is. The most significant letter that Paul wrote, and it was all about, in order to be saved, you have to have faith. You have to believe a certain amount of things. Sure. And Henry was a dick. He didn't do shit we wanted. Yep. But remember when I said the Vonnegut scale of Mm -hmm. time versus the person? Is Henry any fucking different now than he was at the beginning? Not really. Every single thing that happened to Henry, well, that's bad, but it's also kind of good. Well, that's shitty. Yeah, but yeah. Every single thing went on that exact same line. Henry stayed, and he believed, and he never really... He he came very close. He believed Molly. But he never believed the kid. Because what did he say? Well, he watched all those fucking tapes. He studied them for two days. Mm -hmm. And he did. And Molly didn't even know if she believed him. So now, right. what if the schisma opens every 27 years for some dumb Stephen Kingian reason? The schisma appears, but if there's not somebody there to hear it, it doesn't open. Right. Right? It can go off. 
in 27 years and Lacey couldn't hear it. Lacey knew there was something. He said God was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Deaver said there was something and was telling Henry to listen to it. And no, we do not know. We still don't know what was motivating them. But I can make a case for at least in Deaver's case, the kid wanted to come. Through the schisma or through the thinny, right. you mean. The kid wanted to come because the kid doesn't belong somewhere. And we and everybody agreed. If you're somewhere where you don't belong, then it's a big fuck up and you're not supposed to be there, etc., etc., etc. Right? Yeah. We don't know really what happened to Henry when he was on the other side because Deaver no. didn't die the entire time. But we're def- you're saying that that for sure happened, that Henry went to the other Castle Rock. The, the reason I say that is because Henry does remember being in the cage and he mm-hmm. remembered pushing his father off the cliff. So right. he did regain some memories. Mm-hmm. But now the kid was 300 years old and as soon as they said old man they wait why do you say old... why do you say 300 here's why i say that and and it pisses me off because writer girl on twitter had a huge manifesto of why she thought that the kid was possessed by the demon baby so he was good but he had bad in him so he was doing bad stuff but it wasn't his fault mm-hmm Right? Because it was a good person who got infested by a bad thing, and that's why he was doing bad things. However, the thing that punches that right in the taint is the fact <laughs> that he appeared as being super old. And if you go through the shit that he all the questions that we had about the kid, why was he so fucking vague then? Why was he such a weirdo when he could have just said, yeah, my name is Henry Deaver, and I just, I'm not supposed to be here and mm-hmm. you can take my DNA, you do whatever you want. He threw me in this cage. He was crazy. It would be pretty easy to convince your lawyer that you should get a bunch of money and get set up somewhere. Sure. Even if you did worry about how to, how to breach the fucking subject of, hey, I got to go to the woods so that I can go back to my own world. But mm-hmm. he didn't do any of that. Yeah. He knew answers, and we assume that Lacey told him the answers. Lacey didn't tell him shit because Lacey was waiting to for fucking more instructions. for what's what's step two, step one, bi- no, step three, step one, build a cage, step two, shove that guy in it, step three, mm-hmm. wait the rest of my life, I guess, until right. my wife bitches at me so bad that I actually have to retire. So it was the kid that had the knowledge. The kid knew the thing opened. The kid knew that he wasn't supposed to be there. The kid knew that he could make shit happen. Sure. And they proved to us that he could make stuff happen when right. he did So sh- do you believe that Reverend 2 existed? Or was it the kid that had imprisoned Henry all along? I don't believe anything that was said in the story of Cat World. Okay. Because the Cat World story hit every mm-hmm. fucking button for every fucking character it was everything that everyone wanted to hear. Oh no, your mom, right. and, your mom and Alan lived happily ever after. Oh no, I cured Alzheimer's. So oh, the mom, only thing that awesome. we can assume then is that the things that Henry remembers about his time in the cage are real. That it was some creepy dark basement with a dirt floor and that someone was coming menacingly down the stairs with some sharp object. Right. Which very well could have been the kid because the coat is the exact same length as what he wore when he was being his young successful self. Exactly. So, so 
Henry... And I agree. I think at this point we have to think that the kid is an unreliable narrator and anything that he told us doesn't have to be true. I referenced it before. The Dark Tower is based in in I mean not it's not a the it's not a retelling of the story, but the the poem by Robert Browning Child Roll into the Dark Tower came starts out with the line my first thought was he lied at every word. And that is flag that's the dark man that's yeah what i love browning by the way i just had to say that out loud all of his shit came from and i don't believe anything that the kid said whatsoever all the way through because if he had been with henry all that time then he would have known all of that stuff Mm-hmm. And the idea of him not aging and blah and everything like that and it having, for all we know, Henry was only over there for 11 days. We don't right. know that he was over and there forever. The only person that said kid, that was the kid. The kid has some sort of power. Maybe he erased his memory. I mean, we have no idea what he's capable of, essentially. So if, yeah. faith, if faith was enough for Henry, and Henry said, no, I ain't going to the fucking woods, because right. that's stupid. And when he gets there... He was forced by the kid at gunpoint, and the only reason he had to be, he had to be there because it, he had to open the door. That that much we knew was true. Right. If the kid had found out that Wendell could have done it, he would have taken Wendell. Right. And whoever I, could have opened the door. If they're ever going to do a what the fuck happened, it would be Willie and Odin and everything like that because Odin could hear the schisma, which means that Odin could have opened the door. There was some type of revelation that happened while Henry was locked up in that goddamn thing that changed Willie, Mm -hmm. made him kill Odin, and tried to make him warn them not to go back. Now, I don't know what knowledge Willie came by, but if you were going to say, hey, Odin, if you can open the schisma, something bad is going to happen, I don't know why that would lead to him killing him. But I mean, for all the other fucked up things that have happened in this, I'm not going to go too far out on that branch, Odin branch, haha, because it doesn't, Willie tried to stop him from going out. He tried to say something. He wasn't saying snakes like he was. Right. No, he said, don't go out there. Yeah. And at the end of all of it, the only time we saw anything that I believe that was even close to true was Everything that happened in Schismaland during the crossover when Molly was there. Mm-hmm. And what we saw was all the people that had to die to let the kid flip all the other fucking times he flipped. Right. Now, Molly, our Molly, Molly 1, did have visions of the other Molly existing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means. I'm saying because well, Molly, Molly had power. Mm-hmm. Molly had powers to be able to at least, it's like when you used to play electricity in tag, you know, mm-hmm. if she touched someone that touched someone, then she could, you know, figure out what was going on from the other right. side. But I'm saying that that confirms the existence of another Molly somewhere. I'm that not the kid saying that there aren't, with. I'm not saying that there aren't multiverses. I'm saying the part of it that had to do with what right. happened in the multiverse, he was lying about because the fact is, is that he took Molly out there and killed her. Yeah. Because he had the key, which was little Henry, little Henry, and all the other things that Molly was seeing at that time were all the other times that the kid had had to kill somebody to go through to those woods 
and do some other fucking shit in some other world. Mm-hmm. That's why so, he was so old. Does the thinny require a blood sacrifice to open? No, or... not in not in any lore that exists right now. So you just mean that he would walk all over and kill somebody to get what he wanted, not like it was necessary for him to kill somebody, just that he did. Kind of hard telling not knowing because it was not insignificant that Henry flat out said every time someone goes out to their, their True. to the woods with and the kid is involved somebody dies yeah and the every time somebody died somebody flipped nobody died this time and guess what the kid's still here mm-hmm. so the door didn't open right because what else would trigger it henry's presence theoretically would have opened it right unless they didn't get close enough where they were but yeah so my thought is they've established that and i don't think the kid is going to be in the basement I don't think it, we're going to see this Castle Rock again. Mm-hmm. But I think they have established that there's a big bad that we will eventually find out who the big good is and we'll eventually find out who the big bad is. Because there's one thing that's consistent with Stephen King is that mm-hmm. he cannot do a story of any significance without there being a super good person and a super bad person. And the super bad person is usually flag. And then the right. super good person revolves. It's it's Mother Abigail, or in Salem's Lot, it was it was Ben against uh, Barlow. All these mm-hmm. kinds of things. So I think that the knowing that the multiverse exists, and knowing that there is a bad guy that can go between the universes and fuck shit up, mm-hmm. is enough because that's the mythology, and then they can do. More stuff with it. More stuff with it, but also Monster of the Week shit. Because whatever's going on in Castle Rock, because you could tell the entire story of Needful Things. Mm-hmm. Not that they, I don't think they would blow a season on a whole season of Needful Things, but I think that, that you could tell the story of Needful Things and it wouldn't take anything away from the fact that there's a thinny and that the kid is there. Because the kid is the one, the kid could be the one driving Gaunt to drive the people. Or Gaunt thinks it's him and it's the kid. Mm-hmm. Because what the kid did was the same shit Gaunt did. Right. Just give people a push. Right. Henry yeah. never did that. Right. The thing that was inconsistent, and I'm and I'm not trying to say that this is all tied up in one bow, is they kept saying that Henry was bad news even after the kid was in the, the hell in a cell in a well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's about. But I also know that they would not... <clears throat> Who got soap figurines? Molly. Molly. The White Wine Warden and Henry. And Henry. Why did the Warden die? Well, she had <laughs> perpetrated an injustice against the kid, I guess. But but were the really it was like justice. The in only a way. two people the only two people that the kid thought could help him got mm-hmm. figurines. Right. Maybe he thought the warden was going to be able to help him, and maybe the warden, once she said, "Oh, he's the fucking devil," because the other two didn't react to the to the figurines that way or anything like that. The whole mm-hmm. "he's the devil" that was what Pangborn said. That was what yeah. Lacey said. That was what the team of people that understood the kid was bad, schisma right. or no schisma. And it is important to remember that if this is set in the Stephen King multiverse, that the idea of the devil that most people are talking about when they say that word doesn't really exist, at least not in the the Judeo-Christian sense. 
not at it's all. a it's a different concept so saying that the kid is the devil in a stephen king story doesn't mean he's like the ultimate bad guy and he rules over hell that's not it's not what it means right so but you know it's to me the kid was bad he lied yeah because even the, even the way he said shit when he was sitting there at the end Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, you're going to end up killing yourself anyway, so you might as well just let me out. It's the kind of shit right. that every fucking bad guy in the world says they can't shut up. He never said a word for the first fucking eight episodes of the thing. Oh, and God, then, I know, right? Once he got to Endgame, he never fucking shut his yapper. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, then it was just, I'm going to talk and talk and talk because the only thing I have is talking. Yeah. Talk, 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 talk. Even though he couldn't die, theoretically... He also couldn't do... Right. So, we we know he's not the most powerful enemy because, you know, considering all of the stuff he does, I find it hard to believe he can't just, like, get out of a cage, you know, walk somewhere and do something or overpower a human with a gun. Well, you'd think but at the very least, he would have been able to... He would have been able mm-hmm. to push Lacey to let him out because if he could right. make a bunch of prisoners kill each other, unless... Or- Unless Lacey and the Reverend, Lacey and the Reverend and Henry and conceivably Wendell have protection against whatever the kid does because... Right. If, like, the idea of faith in whatever capacity... Right. ...strong enough to hold the kid. Just like Callahan could keep Barlow away as long as he had the faith. But the minute he doubted, then the cross stopped glowing. Right. And so when Lacey was experiencing doubt, he committed suicide and the kid got out. So it's all... Like a hold the line sort and of who thing. Who did he say? Who did he say tag in? Pangborn. Pangborn, but Pangborn got distracted. Right, because of his loyalty and to Ruth. his love. Mm-hmm. There was Henry was kind of a dick, but he was never bad. Yeah, well, he's just human. Right, all of his and... things were failings. He didn't do anything bad on purpose, whereas the kid did. Right. Straight right. up. So. And... That's and... why I think they they set the table for things repeat. There's more than one world. There's a big bad. And there's something behind the good people. And we don't know what it is yet. Right. And that's and... all great. Doesn't help me with Francis Conroy or Deathstroke. No. At all. In a way, the kid got exactly what he wanted since he was building his own cage in Molly's, you know, whatever. He's back mm-hmm. in a cage. Very true. And if you want to say that maybe a lot of the focus of the first season of this show was on the idea of reasonable doubt or the idea of perceived guilt or perceived innocence or the cover story versus the real story, Mm -hmm. they've given us exactly that. You could argue both ways for almost any particular point in the show that Ruth really does just have Alzheimer's, that she can't travel through time right. that the kid really was the devil or, or that the people who imprisoned him were misguided and everything was some sort of horrid jumble of events yep. you know they they made sure to give us that cover story versus real story and leave us to be the sort of like metaphorical jury in the trial of the kid that the show presented mm-hmm. by having the main character be a lawyer and everything like that but i still think that there were some major storytelling flaws yes and that in that it is insulting to your viewers to do some of the things that they did and expect us not to notice them when you put things 
like those king gems in there. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to look closely enough at that other stuff. Or, you know, like, a red herring is one thing, but a straight-up purposely deceptive point is a little... I, I just don't like it as a TV viewer. I want to be able to disseminate truth right. in some way. And you want to be able to say there were This things, happened. Yes, and and bad things happen. But when you're sure. dealing with a consistent and and here's the here's why I would the natural remember the natural with Robert Redford the movie you, vaguely you never see well it's it's a it's a pretty famous baseball movie yeah and he had been he'd been spoilers for the natural in case you didn't want to see this movie from the eighties no one sh- no one should have to say that about I'm anything that's like thirty years old in the in the movie he'd been shot and he still played and he got up to bat. And he hit a home run and it hit the light standard. And while he was running around the bases, it was this big shower of sparks. Like it was fireworks and everything like that. And then he died in mm-hmm. the book. He struck out and then he died. Yeah. That's not as good. So I can see bad shit happens. And sometimes you have to change the story because of who the audience is, because novels don't care if you're happy at the end of them. TV right. shows, in a lot of in and movies don't but tv shows for the most part are not in the business of leaving people they can leave them expectant but they're not just gonna like destroy them right and if it had just been lacy who said that god talked to him mm-hmm. lacy was the only person that said he heard god and needed to build a cage it, well yeah but ruth's memory of the creepy picnic the reverend does say that he heard God talking to him. Yes, but he didn't say he needed but to, not build, to a build a cage. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. And so when the kid is telling the story of his Castle Rock, whatever that rosy picture he's painting is, he really just borrowed Lacey's story and he applied it to all shit that he knew that and they changed all, it around. They changed he changed it around enough to make himself look really good. Of course, I do wonder how he knew that, like, Henry's significant other's name was Merritt or other things like that. He did say Marin, but where would he get it so close, you know? It's, I mean, I don't know what was on the tapes and all the shit in the... the, Yeah, that's true, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So at the end of it, the fact that they, both the Reverend and Lacey said that they heard God and Mm -hmm. that their church was the woods and that they never, ever, ever gave us any type of payoff as to why that might be whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Yeah. That's not okay way more than wait like, oh, why did he paint all those paintings of the kid? I don't know, because he was a fucking weirdo. Right. I mean, like, I'm way more ready to accept that than a lot of the stuff I wasn't told. And the thing that is important to remember, and I feel like horror especially is prone to this, that if you set up a rule... Don't break it. Don't, you know, especially for the purpose of, like, it comes to mind a lot like the grudge or something, where they establish how you kill the ghost. Mm -hmm. And then the people do it, but then it doesn't stick. Right. But now we've, the pendulum has sort of swung the other way, where it's like, okay, we're not going to tell you, like, literally anything, so that later when we want to make another movie and make some more money, we can just go ahead and fuck up whatever we already did. You know, I, I just feel, I don't like this trend of storytelling. And this is not to say that I haven't enjoyed stories where they leave things up to my interpretation. I'm not an idiot. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not incapable of enjoying things that are left vague. I just 
don't not such specific things that you just never resolve right and you don't have a companion podcast that revolves around the host trying to get the showrunners to say what's going to happen and throwing theories out there like they wanted us to do right they let us on i feel let on that's what the feeling is we have plot blue balls that's what it is because we didn't get everything that we needed and they didn't give us anything to like leave with other than oh well i'm glad henry's happy with wendell but it kind of sucks that molly's not there because yeah you almost wanted them to maybe end up together absolutely you know absolutely so i don't know it's it was imperfect it was and, you know, I, I've told myself at this point that there are many types of anthologies and we don't know exactly what that's going to mean for Castle Rock yet. And I will reserve final judgment on some points until I see the second season. That's but fair. I am but I am wary. And I killed so many trees for this podcast. The yeah. amount of wasted paper is. No, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say this, Hannah. I don't believe it was wasted because I had a great fucking time doing this with you. And if you oh, well, had yeah. those, if you, you know had those mean, notebooks, though. it wouldn't have been nearly as good because I certainly didn't remember everything that happened. So yeah. we would have and had you know a what? really boring show. <laughs> I, you know, I say I'm angrier because of all of the time that I invested in like plotting this out. But whatever, like if I didn't have this podcast, I would have just been crushed without have had like having a blast meeting a ton of people who were into the show and like mm-hmm. doing this whole thing, which has been so much fun. Yep. And I, I don't hate Castle Rock now. Like, I don't want anybody to think that. No. It's just, a, it's disappointing right. is, is the word that I'm using. I still enjoyed the ride. I just didn't want to get a slushy thrown in my face when the roller coaster stopped. Yep. She's Cause right. Because it's, it's sticky and I didn't bring a change of clothes. Yep. You know? And your fanny pack is ruined. Right. I just got that. At Forever 21, you know? (laughs) So. But I do, I'm glad that they established that there are things, there's a time, Ruth showed us time, the schisma showed us space, the kid showed us there was a bad guy, and they alluded to a good guy because there has to be a reason why the kid couldn't just do everything he wanted. The other thing that I don't get, and this is the part that I think is super interesting, Ruth said... You've never said that before. Right. Right? I think this is the first fucking time anybody ever caught him. Ah, well, there's a thought. So whatever was telling Lacey to build the cage... Had tried somebody else maybe in the past. Maybe every single time, but they fuck it up. Yeah. Lacey had the means and a a location that was unique. Yes. So that's interesting too. And that's... So the, the ball gets moved. And and it's not just going to be, oh, next season, the kid tries again, but this time he's three kids in an overcoat. Like, it's never going to be that. It's going right. to be, you know, some other story, but that's going to be the platform that they stand on. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's all, I think that they can very successfully make that the mythology of the show and do more X-Files than Buffy because the mythology of Buffy was you're a slayer and you'll be a slayer until you die. And that's really the only rule there is from a slayer standpoint. But from the X-Files, it was, oh, there's black oil. Yeah, sure. And aliens. Yep. And let's throw some other shit in there. And pretty soon I'm going to go watch American Horror Story and who knows what they're going to throw at us with that. 
they're going to throw me a sandwich made of Emma Robertson, Francis Conroy. That's what I'm going to get. There you go. um, This seems like a good time to say that I was ridiculously attracted to the smoking man. So there you go. Well, that's just outstanding. That's the coolest thing you've ever said or done. (laughs) I got got a very varied taste in people. You know, what can I say? Fucking great. So I now, wouldn't, I wouldn't you know, play. I don't think this kills the series I, no. for me. It do, it absolutely does not. No. Now, what I would caution the showrunners, they give flying fig about my opinion, is that the casual viewer, the not super deep into King Lore fan, is going to be much less inclined to forgive the disappointment of this finale than we are. So, yeah, that's all I that's all I keep thinking. That's kind of true. And I also think that that's sort of what happened to the Dark Tower movie. Like, there were yeah. a million things wrong with the Dark Tower movie. But the overarching thing that I think the biggest problem that the Dark Tower movie had was they did not give fans, like super fans that knew everything, enough right. to satisfy them because they knew what was going to happen and they wanted to consume the story in a way... That was, that was new. That was new, or at least honorable. Mm-hmm. And the casual fan would have no fucking idea what any of the Easter eggs were, so that it was completely wasted. So basically what they did was they said, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to make a movie, and then we're going to throw a bunch of Stephen King shit in there so that the Stephen King people can go, oh, look at that. And that's why, I remember I said it to you earlier today on text, that's why Stephen King tweeted that. Stop looking for the Easter eggs. Focus on the performances. He didn't say focus on the story. Yeah, he that's said true. focus on. He said stop looking at the Easter eggs because you're going to end up unhappy. And look at the performances because there was not one performance in that entire fucking show that was not over the top good. Yeah, but God damn it, I'm not a cinema snob. I'm, I don't. I don't watch stuff for I'm performances. Just saying that his tweet. Makes a fuck ton more sense now. It was yeah. not an accident, and it was not a a a throwaway or anything like that. He said what sure. he said for a very specific reason. Because at the end of it, what are we mad about? The Easter eggs the didn't mean shit, and the story yeah. wasn't satisfying. Yeah, and it, I have no quarrels with any of the actors or their performances. I thought they were all brilliant, but like again, I'm not like a cinephile. Really, I don't necessarily give a crap. About, about performances i care about the story so yeah i mean i reserve final judgment until the second season and the castle rock historical society is by no means going anywhere except you know maybe to a better building or something like that we are we're gonna be around yes we you know what not only we're we gonna be around you're gonna be blown away by our varied agendas and oh yeah we can't tell you right this second but we but we'll tell you as soon as possible yes but we're gonna tell but but we will tell you that there is going to be another live show with us and uh the folks from castle rock critical and so you can hear john yell probably at me as i try to defend what happened while john is having none of it and i think that'll be great i just can't tell you what day it's going to be because I need us to confirm with them, but it's definitely happening and it's going to be sooner rather than later. Yeah, 
And for those of you that came here because you were baffled by the ending of this show, nice to meet you. Go back and listen. Follow us on Twitter. Heck, send us emails if you want to. I mean, we're very communicative. We love talking to you guys. Even though the season is over, our thoughts are not over. Right. We are we are here for you. And I am significantly calmer. I've managed several of the stages of grief today, and I'm pretty sure I'll be out of it by, you know, the end of the week. So you could just go, oh, Acadia, your theory made me feel so much better about everything. But you didn't say that. No, you talked me down. (laughs) I'm very proud of the way I, it took me, like, I got nothing done today. Nothing. Because I was like, oh, wait a minute. Does this fit? Does this fit? Does this fit? Yep. Motherfucker's evil. And then everybody's coming out of the woodworks going, no, the kid's just always misunderstood. I mean, I'm still not satisfied. I need more. But I I think, I guess I just am like that. Well, let me guess. Let me ask you this. If you got yeah. a soap sculpture, a soap sculpture from him, would from you be yes or no? Not you. If your mom got a soap sculpture from him, would you be mm-hmm. happy or worried? I, am I in Castle Rock, or is this just Bill Skarsgård sending? No, my this mom is a the kid, not Bill Skarsgård. Oh, I mean, like obviously, I'd be concerned. Right. I'm not saying the kid's not evil now. I'm just saying I want to know more. Like they didn't, they sold me the product. They didn't sell me the process. Right, because they don't, I don't think they, I genuinely don't think they know it yet. And the reason I say that is because they didn't even know if they were going to get renewed. So they told a story that had an ending. And if you're a, if you're a viewer that's not familiar with all things Stephen King and everything like that, you had already been blown away by going, well, wait a minute. What do you mean there was another hole that those people weren't going well wait unreliable narrator meet merp and all the stuff that we're saying they were just you know what i mean they're not doing that they're going holy crap there were other worlds and everything like that and again think of vonnegut's scale as it as it applies to the main character you take henry when he started because what scene did they fucking show henry at the very beginning what's different about henry now than it was at the beginning absolutely nothing is he better or worse he was alone at the beginning. He's alone now. He has a kid that he sees sometime at the beginning. He has a kid he sees sometimes now. He has yep. people that he had to take care of that always died. Now he's taking care of somebody that never dies. Is that better yep. or worse? Pangborn died. He was kind of sad because of his mom, but he also thought Pangborn was a dick. So that kind of stayed level. All mm-hmm. of the thing, like it's that's good storytelling empirically. It's all the shit around it that we were chasing that ended up being a dead end that's annoying for me. Yeah. I mean, I will eat the delicious sandwich that you made me, but I need to know how it's made because I have allergies. Fair so, enough. So, there fair you go. Enough. That is fair enough. That That's a pretty, pretty good way to put it. And I'll allow yeah. it. And I'm grateful for the sandwich. I was hungry. <laughs> But I still got to know what's in it and how it's made. I'm with you, fam. I got you. Yep. So stay tuned. You're going to hear more from us. And don't be surprised and don't be mad if you hear (laughs) something in the feed that is not Castle Rockian. Because it's not like we got 50 podcasts laying around and we're going to tell everybody, now go over there, now go over here, and everything like that. This is Castle Rock Historical Society is who we are. Right. But But we we, do have other interests. Right. And we may study other stuff because 
you know, Castle Rock is having some trouble right now. Being the tourist crazy. season is ending. Our business is going to dwindle. Yes. It gets real not busy in the archives. Yep. So we got to keep ourselves occupied until such time as the tourists come back. Damn straight. Got to keep that grant money flowing. That's right. We're we're made possible by people like you. Absolutely. And if there is like a, I mean, are we going to go ahead and say we're kind of a horror property? I feel yes, like we are. we absolutely are. Yeah. If there's like a horror thing that you're into that you would maybe like us to take a look at or enjoy our opinion on, I think it can be just about anything. A book, a movie, a TV show, a video game. We both have PlayStation 4s, so... I think you really ought to tell Hannah to get Dead by Daylight so that we can stream it because, oh my god, it's scary. Do I have to play with a gun? My BR is garbage. Nope. No, 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 no. It's just regular controller. No, 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 no. I just mean, is it a shooter? No, 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 no. it's, It's literally, you're either the killer or one of the survivors. If you're a survivor, you've got to avoid the killer and try to start generators. Okay. I mean, I'm on board. Uh, I finished. I'm done playing The Witcher, so. So there you go. Listen, we're going to do other stuff. We hope you like it. Tell us what you like. And also, probably, you're going to have to sniff around the Superficial Gallery YouTube because some of the things that we do are not going to lend themselves to, like, us showing up with our slide rules and protractors like Castle Rock. Some of it is just going to be entertaining, but it's not going to warrant this type of analysis. So right. we're probably going to do those things live and then put them in the feed. So you might want to be able to just watch and talk to us like we did the live show. So we'll let you know in advance. Yep. Follow us both on Twitter. That's probably the best place to get up-to-date news. I am at Hannah Selector, and he is at Acadia. And we're both very engaging. Darn, I'm, I'm downright charming, and so is Hannah. I got my GIF game is real strong. Yes. GIF. GIF. Yeah, but whatever you say. So, and of course, our email inbox is always open, castlerockhistorical.com. Thanks for being with us through the first season. It's been, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. And email us your rants because I'm pretty sure that we're going to do a feedback only episode because we need to talk everybody through what happened because if they need if you still need to process stuff some one person who may have a big diatribe about how the kid was possessed by a demon baby we want to talk about that on the air and give you time to you know uh, expand on what you're thinking and everything like that so watch for that as well yeah we'll do a castle rock come down yep we're here for you We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. This has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye-bye. This shit stops now!